everyone. This is Jim Cahill with another Emerson Automation Experts podcast. As hydrogen grows as an energy carrier in the total energy mix, challenges exist across the supply chain to move it from production to consumption. Today, I'm joined by Rosella Mimi and Atilio Lepore to discuss the challenges and solutions with transporting hydrogen by blending it with natural gas and sending it through the existing pipeline infrastructure. Welcome, Rosella and Attilio. Thank you, Jim. Welcome uh, to, to Attilio and everybody. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Well, it's so great to have you all the way from Italy joining us here virtually. Well, let's get started. Uh, can you tell us about your Emerson journey and how hydrogen, as part of Emerson's sustainability initiative, became part of your role? Rosella, let's start with you. Okay, thank you. So I'm Rosella Mimi, I'm based in Italy. I joined Emerson a long time ago in 2001. And my first role was kid engineering. And then I covered different roles in the natural gas industry, for example, in marketing and business development. But since July, following a little bit the focus that Emerson now have on green energies and the transition to net zero, I took a role that is new for us and it's sustainability and renewable energies for pressure management. Of course, in this role, we, not, uh, we don't deal uh, anymore only with natural gas, but uh, different sources of energy like biomethane, for example, and especially hydrogen. That's great background through that way there. Now, Attilio, tell us about yourself. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Attilio Lepore, and uh, I joined Emerson in 2009 as a skilled engineer, moving them to sales responsibilities uh, in uh, Europe. Uh, recently, I took the lead of sales for pressure management in Italy, together with the leadership of the Hydrogen uh, Initiative for Emerson Italy. In this role, uh, I'm working closely with Rosella, and we work together in Italy, but also in Europe-wide projects uh, to deliver to our customer solution, support, uh, and the guidance for the new development of hydrogen solutions. Well, thank you for that uh, background and, and what you're doing now. Now, I know one of the big challenges in the hydrogen supply chain is the transportation of it after it's produced. So, Atilio, what are some solutions that address this challenge? Yeah, the transportation of hydrogen, it's actually a challenge. We may have several solutions. We can go to the solid state accumulation system rather than uh, old fashioned pressurized stock, etc. But uh, the blending in the natural gas network seems to be the, the quickest solution, the most ready solution, allow me to say, to be used. We have a buffer almost infinite in which we can inject hydrogen to be used everywhere, 
especially in some countries or regions in which in the network is well developed. Yes, I would like to add that there are still some challenges in this opportunity. For example, the standardization is still missing, so we don't actually have in this moment the requirements for hydrogen to be blended into the natural gas network. Leakage pipeline and equipment is for sure an issue because of the small molecule of hydrogen. And also embrittlement caused by hydrogen can be an issue. Also small quantities of hydrogen can cause embrittlement in the metallic parts when we have increasing pressures. So for sure additional activities for monitoring and maintenance will be needed. The Bobby index is different. And this, of course, will have an impact on, on meters and burners. And the calorific value of hydrogen is smaller than natural gas, is more or less one third. So the blending of hydrogen with natural gas will lower the calorific value of the mixing. Yeah, so these are challenges that, uh, that we have when using the, the natural gas stream as a mean to transport and use hydrogen. But consider that uh, we are working on that. Uh, several, uh, there are several pilot projects and we are part of them in which we are studying technical solution for the injection of the hydrogen, the control and the measurement uh, and the analysis of the blend that will be generated. And we are also studying which could be the best ratio to be injected and how to manage it. So we are already going, let's say, and yeah, Rosella says there is no properly a specific legislation and standardization. And this is why sometimes a trusted advisor and a leading company like us could be also the mentor for the ones that are starting to, to go in this direction. Well, that's interesting. Some of those challenges, yeah, the reactivity of hydrogen and you know, causing embrittlement of the pipelines. And then that amount that can be injected. So Rosella, tell us how the injection of certain percentages of green hydrogen into the natural gas grid can help achieve the goal of zero emissions by 2050. And maybe you could tell us about the difficulty of ensuring accurate injection of hydrogen, you know, the compatible equipment required, things like that. Well, burning of natural gas for heating or other uses for sure contributes to the emissions of greenhouse gases. So the decarbonization of the grid, that means the reduction of carbon content sorry, of the gas, is one option we have to reduce this emission and achieve the objective given by the European Green Deal. Europe has this ambitious goal to become the first climate neutral continent, so to have really zero emission by 2050. And for sure, decarbonization of the grid is one tool. The injection of a certain percentage of green hydrogen into the grid can help achieve this goal because burning hydrogen does not produce any carbon emission. Yeah. Consider that uh, even a 10% of hydrogen into the, the nut gas grid would bring a huge benefit in terms of decarbonization. 
As an example, in the European inland, the consumption of natural gas in 2019 was 16 million of terajoules. So you do the math and you can understand how much even a 10% can do in terms of reduction of carbonization. Of course, as you mentioned, Jim, there are difficulties, but luckily we can rely also on a huge Emerson portfolio of power products and solution. So many business units already have big experience with hydrogen. So we are covered, let's say, for the equipment that we need for the measurement, the pressure control and the analysis of hydrogen. Of course, the complete solution, including the piping, the valves, so really a complete skid, this is still a gray area. Uh, as we said, there's not uh, even standard or legislation to help us. So we are going to, to work with our customers. We are going to use our experience with natural gas, our expertise, and together with, uh, with our, our customers, we are trying to develop a solution that will ensure an accurate injection and blending of hydrogen in the natural gas network. So I guess, Atilio, you know, with the technologies that we can help with, how will this affect the hydrogen injection stations? And what is the effect of that? Yeah, for sure, the, the, the hydrogen injection station will be the brain of the, the network. Uh, consider that they will have the task, the, the role to inject the precise quantity of hydrogen into the network to measure and analyze uh, the, the gas quality, the blend quality, and assure that we have the right amount of hydrogen. It's important. Like, as we say, at the moment, we are calculating that, that 10% is the percentage which will bring no damage and no harm to the legacy network. But we are not talking only about the network, we are talking also about the appliances that we have at home, boilers, etc. So it's very important to give a precise ratio and to dose efficiently the, the hydrogen. Yes, I just would like to add that really we will use, we are using the, the most advanced technologies for this type of station. So this uh, station will really become uh, an advanced and important part uh, of the network of tomorrow. Well, yeah, it does sound like it's pretty critical to control that ratio to not get into some of the challenges you described earlier about what effect it can have on the infrastructure equipment. So, Telia, what impact will this have on operations What's the importance of this blending specifically with hydrogen? Yeah, in terms of uh, the, the operation and how we will change the operation, I mean, we have the possibility to uh, redevelop the, the gas network. In most of, of Europe, the gas network was uh, something developed at the end of the 18th century. And now we have the possibility finally to inject new ideas, uh, new technologies into this old network that is the backbone of the, the continent, but also of most of the, the, the world areas. So we have to rethink also the way of operation following the mega trends that we are seeing uh, in this year. So the digitalization, uh, the transition to net zero, of course, and uh, the, the possibility to have a digital twin working. In this perspective, we as Emerson have a unique possibility to put ourselves 
in first place uh, in this new development, in, in this new, let's say, methanization or hydrogenization of the, of the network. And about the importance of blending, just add that uh, hydrogen, first of all, is the most common molecule in our universe. And considering green hydrogen, so the production of green hydrogen comes from electrolysis of water using renewable energies like wind and solar. And so we don't have any carbon footprint. And also when we burn green hydrogen, we don't have any emission. So the whole value chain of green hydrogen really is as uh, zero emissions. So once uh, we will solve the, the issues that we already described, and also when green hydrogen will become cost effective compared to the traditional fossil fuels, we cannot forget that now we are talking about a cost that is more or less five times the natural gas, but the new technologies are making this, uh, this gap smaller and smaller. Once uh, these issues will be solved, the potential of hydrogen will be really immense. Well, yeah, that does sound green hydrogen, basically taking it from a renewable source and converting it into hydrogen that can be used as an energy carrier with no carbon anywhere in that transition between it. So yeah, there's a lot of promise there. Now we mentioned a bit about the technologies um, and I guess Atelio, what are some ways that Emerson can help operators face these challenges? And I guess not just with technologies, but other things we can do. Yeah, besides, besides the, 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 the sole technology, we are rather focusing on selling or better developing the solution starting from our customer, our partners, let's say investment or trends or design, I would say. So consider that at the moment we are in a phase in which the major DSOs and PSOs are studying which would be the impact of hydrogen blending in their network. So first of all, they need to establish a way to study, to experiment, to test this blend in their network. And when I talk about network, as I said before, we are talking from the transportation down to the end user, so to the, the households. So what we are developing now together with them, uh, it's uh, a complete solution that would use, of course, Emerson technology, but also the, the, our capability to, to make analysis and to, to develop the solution and integrate the solution to build some uh, test station. Test station that would have uh, the possibility to give the customer the possibility to, to control uh, every moment uh, the system to measure, analyze, control the pressure, and be able also to, to do that in complete safety. We are doing that in Italy, in a big DSO of Italy is developing an experiment in a, in a small branch of his network involving a small village of uh, 100 houses. The system that will control the, the injection of the, the hydrogen in this small network will be supplied by us, and it's an Emerson integrated solution. But rather than the single piece of technology, which are anyway state of the art, it's uh, the added value that we were able to deliver to them was the integration and the capability to conceive something that uh, may, may anticipate the standard and the laws that at the moment we don't have. So Rosella maybe has a, a wider portfolio of uh, experience because she's working Europe-wide. So maybe you are, she's experiencing also some other test or some other experiment. 
Yes, so we are doing, we hope we will start soon a very similar experiment in France with a medium pressure network, so no lo not low pressure, but uh, in this case medium pressure around 25 bar. We are already speaking with many other customers uh, in Spain, Lithuania, in Greece. Everybody is uh, really very interested uh, in this. Not all countries are at the same uh, level, let's say. So not everybody started already this pilot project. But as Attilio mentioned, it's also important to be partner of our customers in this initial phase, showing uh, the, the, the short experience we may have. And I would add another interesting experiment we will do in the Netherlands in a couple of projects with the odorant injection, because we only mentioned up to now the injection station and the blending, but there's also a big question mark related to the authorization of this blending. So how this blend of hydrogen and natural gas will react to the traditional odorant liquids. So we are, we are trying to, to participate to this uh, experiment uh, with uh, increasing uh, level of hydrogen, increasing content, sorry, better, of hydrogen in the network from 10% to 100%, so pure hydrogen, and see how a traditional odorant injection system will behave. So in case also we'll need to change uh, something in, in the system to make it uh, hydrogen ready, but uh, it's necessary to have this type of test, field tests, uh, to learn something. Yeah, let's say that we are pioneering together with our partners. And uh, we, as usual, uh, in this kind of uh, new development, uh, first comes the pioneer phase, and then uh, we will have uh, standards, etc. But it's important that at the moment we can be the, the, the trusted advisor to go through to case we need to develop a new solution. Yeah, I guess where we're at, it, that we're so early in the life cycle, it is a lot of this pioneering or pilots to test it out and make it work. As we look at these skids around blending and injection, what specifically are some of the Emerson technologies and brands that are part of these, you know, integrated skids? Yeah, I can start, Attilio, uh, maybe you can add something, uh, but for sure uh, the solution we include in these kits uh, are the gas chromatograph. So for the gas analysis, check uh, of uh, the purity of hydrogen in case of uh, injection of uh, hydrogen and uh, the composition of the blending. So in order to understand how much hydrogen is really there, so we need gas chromatograph in several applications. We have Coriolis meters to measure the quantity of hydrogen that is injected. So we are using this proven technology for this application. We are foreseeing control valves from Fisher because, uh, you know, they have to be in connection with the gas chromatograph to change, to modify the quantity of hydrogen that it is injected. So the gas chromatograph can say, okay, you need to inject a little more, a little less, or maybe the customer want to start really to increase the percentage growing from 10% to 20%. So control valves uh, have this, uh, this role. We see Tescom regulator in case the hydrogen comes in bottle, for example. In this case, uh, the initial pressure is very high. We are talking 
about 200, 250 bar. So our legacy products are not suitable. And so we use a TESCOM regulator. We are talking about the control system. So PLC and in general, a complete system to control the logic of this type of station. And of course, pressure regulators, that is our core business, not only from Tartarini, Italian brand, but also from Fisher that have also a huge experience with hydrogen for many, many years. Yeah, if I may add, we have also, of course, the capability to design and produce the piping to connect all these technologies. So this is why we talk about integrated solution. And another important, let's say, aspect to be highlighted is the corrosion analysis. We can, as Emerson, supply also the corrosion analysis sensor that may be used, especially in the next year studies on the corrosion and the aging caused by by the hydrogen. So there is a complete uh, range of solution to be used both for the utilization, but also for the analysis and for the studies. And uh, we are working also with some research institute uh, to create some lab to study the effect of hydrogen in the, in the network, the effect of hydrogen in the in materials. So we are also writing the, the standards of tomorrow. And also this analysis of the station this will be mandatory. It, okay, the legislation is not there, but uh, what we hear from the teams that are preparing the legislation, a risk analysis will be mandatory for each one of these stations. So the university is helping us also on this aspect. Well, that's great talking about, you know, what's needed to control the, the process to make sure the blending and injection is right and doing corrosion monitoring, especially given hydrogen being as reactive as it is and working with the universities on what what else to help manage the risk of doing that. So it sounds like there's a whole lot going on that's uh, really exciting as this as this goes. And it just seems hydrogen as an energy carrier and the whole thing, it's going to continue to grow and grow since it is non carbon related. So I guess to wrap things up, Rosella, where can our listeners go to learn more about technologies and solutions in hydrogen pipeline distribution? Well, I would suggest to, to check our webpage because we are updating it in a continuous way to include all these new products and solutions we have. We are also working and developing some collateral for this new opportunity, hydrogen injection and blending. So this is my suggestion to, to check what's going to be ready soon. Okay, great. And if there was something that sparked our listeners and they want to reach out and connect to ask you or Atilio a specific question, what, how can they get a hold of you? We are just uh, both on LinkedIn. So if you check me, you will find me at uh, linkedin.com slash Rossellamimi. So it's very easy to find me. I have a kind of a unique last name also for Italy. <laughs> we are not many Mimi. Yeah, mine is a little bit more common, but not so much. But anyway, we are on LinkedIn. So connect with us and please ask us whatever you want and let's let's get in touch 
and I will include links in the when we publish this out in the blog post so our listeners can follow the links there. Well, I hope our listeners learned as much as I did today. Uh, Rosella and Attilio, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks to you. Thank you for the opportunity. As, as you see, it's all very exciting and we are very happy to talk about this. Thank you.